Girlfriends, episode number 137, Fix Your Body Image with Mary Lenneberg. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, I'm sharing a great conversation I had about body image recently with wife, mom, author, and speaker Mary Lenneberg. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends. Thanks for being here. Glad you're joining me for another week. How are you? I am not going to lie. It's been a rough week for me. I am I'm exhausted <laughs> physically, emotionally, spiritually, just exhausted. Now, I record these a week ahead of time through um, the arrangement that I have with Ascension where they do the production and get it out week after week. So by the time you read this, I'm sure I'll be all refreshed and replenished. But right now, it's been a rough week. In fact, I'm recording this later than usual because I just had trouble yesterday getting to it because, well, first of all, uh, I had two kids leave for college early yesterday morning. My Juliet and Ambrose took off for their great road trip to Florida. They're continuing their drive today. They stayed with family last night. All is going well there. I'm super happy for them. Super happy that my daughter Juliet has chosen to go to Ave Maria down in Florida and join her brother there. It's a great college, great school. I'm thrilled for all of that, but it is hard to say bye. And we've talked about this here before, and I've kind of gotten used to it with Ambrose and my older son, Eamon, coming and going to school and whatnot with other commitments. But this was new. This was Juliet, and it broke my heart just a little bit to have to say goodbye to her yesterday. So I was feeling emotionally depleted anyway. But even going into that, I'm sure you've been struggling with this as well. All of the news that's been coming out of the church with um, the grand jury report coming out of Pennsylvania and just the ongoing I, you know, I had to remove myself from social media and some news sources last week because it really was just emotionally and spiritually draining to me to just be reading these things and not know what to do with this information and feeling so angry and so frustrated with a lack of an adequate response from our leadership in the church, which I am, I am pleased to say, you know, on the Feast of the Assumption, when I went to church and it wasn't even mentioned and you know, I was just reeling from this news and feeling like abandoned because it wasn't even something mentioned at mass. But um, our pastor uh, this past Sunday gave a beautiful talk about it. It just replaced his homily, just heartfelt, emotional. And, you know, it really did a lot to make me feel like there are still good people in the church. And of course I knew that. And, you know, we had a great talk together as a family. I'm so, I'm so encouraged and so grateful to have Dan as uh, my husband and as my kid's dad, because he really led a great conversation the other night when we were all together, which is a rarity, but we were all together. And we talked about this um, in light of what Father Jerry had shared in his homily. I thought some of the younger kids who I hadn't been sharing the news with might be confused by it. Um, and so I thought this is a good opportunity for us to talk about this. And, and Dan really led a, a great conversation in age appropriate ways about some bad things and bad people and the real presence of evil, even inside of our own church. So we have a long way to go. Uh, and there's a lot of healing and a lot of praying to be done. Um, you know, we're being called to pray and fast, offer sacrifices. I'm encouraged to do that, to pray for the healing of the victims. I, 
I just feel that focusing on them is a, a great way for me to turn this into something that I can posi- positively do is pray and offer sacrifices for the victims of sexual abuse inside the church. And that's where I am. And I cannot go beyond that right now. There are people calling for like fast and prayer to do it in penance, uh, in reparation for these grave sins that priests and bishops have committed inside of the church. Well, they're much holier than I am. I cannot do that. And I know, I understand theologically all of that, that doing penance for this, this grave sin that these other, these terrible people committed this grave evil that they committed is really making reparation to God. And it's because it wounds God, but I'm just a child in my mind and I can't bring myself to focus that way in my prayer. So offering prayer and sacrifice for the healing of the victims is really where I am. And I hope you'll join me in that. I hope you as a community here at Girlfriends will join me in praying for the healing of victims and their families. I just know that this kind of thing um, from knowing and loving victims myself it, it affects not only a person's entire life for their entire life, it affects everyone who knows them and everyone who loves them and their families. So um, a lot of healing um, that we need to ask God to give them the grace for and a lot of a lot of strength that they need to do that healing and do that hard work of recovering from such a terrible, grave evil. So anyway, that's where I was feeling so depleted yesterday and like, I got nothing. Sorry, girlfriends. I got nothing. Um, but I do have something for you today because I did happen to record this wonderful interview with Mary Lenneberg last week. And um, I think this is a good opportunity to share it with you. We talked about body image. Mary's been a frequent guest here on Girlfriends, and it's just because I love her so much. And her perspective is so very valuable, especially for women in the church today. She's just a modern voice, a relevant voice, someone who has known a great deal of suffering and sacrifice in her own life and just shares in a very real way about her own struggles in a way that I find is not discouraging, but is actually very encouraging and a great reminder of who we are as daughters of God. So I'm not going to delay any further. We'll have some notes afterwards, but um, take a listen to my recent conversation with Mary Lenneberg. Hey, everybody. I am so happy to have joining me a special guest here on Girlfriends today. Mary Lenneberg is with me. I know you know Mary, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Mary is a speaker and an author and a wife and a mom. She's been doing webinars, some by herself, some with her husband. She's really just an all-around media gal who is sharing all over social media, always from her heart. And this is what I love about Mary. So if you don't know Mary yet, sit down, pour a cup of coffee, and you're going to enjoy the next 30 minutes here. Hey, Mary, how are you? I'm doing great, Danielle. How are you today? Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. We were just talking before we started here that I think this is your third time on Girlfriends. And I think you're the first third timer. (gasps) That's awesome. Very Trinitarian. How Uh, awesome. I love it. (laughs) And of course, this is happening because I love you so much. And you've always got new stuff coming out, new stuff that you're doing. First of all, I mean, I just I absolutely love everything you share on Instagram. So folks, if you're not already following Mary on Instagram, she's Mary Lenneberg, L-E-N-A-B-U-R-G on Instagram. You're going to want to check that out. And we'll put the links in the show notes. But just the way you and your husband both share just so very real and in hilarious ways about the ins and outs of every day. I mean, that's really what your style is. Do you do that on purpose? 
Um, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm of a certain age now where I don't have time to be anybody but myself. <laughs> so therefore you're going to get the truth. And as far as, um, my husband who we call the grouchy historian, you know, we just, we've been married for 30 years. So we, we have a lot of things to talk about. We've been through a lot of things and our primary charism as a couple is encouragement and service. So it's just, um, it's just a lot of fun. We just have fun yeah, and share our lives. That's all we do. I love it. And it really, I mean, that I love, I love that description of your charism because that's exactly what you do. I've always feel encouraged and you're always looking for ways to serve. One of the ways, one of the new ways that I've been seeing you serve recently are through these webinars. And the one in particular that I really, you know, when I contacted you, I was like, let's talk about this because this is always a topic that comes up on Girlfriends. I hear from people all the time struggling with this about your body image. And your webinar for this particular topic is titled No Shame in Your Dress Size Game. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Mary? Well, that came about, first of all, the webinars came about as uh, many people, I, I, I'm a national speaker, so I go out and I speak, but a lot of people can't travel to Texas or Indiana or Wisconsin where I'm speaking. So it was a way for me to kind of share a little bit of what I talk about on the road uh, for an audience um, that wanted to be there, you know, to, that couldn't be in those other places. So sure. I'll use any and all methods to spread the gospel of life and love. And so webinars came up and we decided to, to go for it. But this particular webinar is based on my own personal journey, as well as, like you said, you hear from your readers uh, and your uh, listeners that body image is something that's difficult, especially for women. Um, this negative uh, game that we have going on in our minds all the time that we are not enough, that, you know, my upper body looks like, um, a squishy jello monster. My, I'm not strong enough. I'm not beautiful enough. You know, the magazines tell us this culture tells us this. And then we stand in front of a mirror and go, well, that's horrible. What is happening here? Right. And I just, I myself have always been most of my adult life, uh, overweight. I have been a plus size woman since I was, I had babies and I'm five foot nine. So I'm a tall person. So a lot of people will hear the size that I am and be shocked because I'm taller. So, you know, you can stretch out those numbers <laughs> in height, which is nice. but at the same time, I still, you know, I weigh 248 pounds. That's a lot. Oh my gosh, you are I, a brave woman, Mary. What are you doing? I, am. I, I tell the truth. I, I'm not afraid of it. I know who I am in God and I am good with this. And I am a, I used to be a size 24. At one point I weighed over 300 pounds. Wow. And now I'm down to a size 18. And a lot of people have noticed that on my social media. And they're like, Mary, what are you doing? Well, the number one thing that I started to do was to love myself exactly where I was. Mm -hmm. And that was a game changer for me. It was a mental and emotional shift in my mind as to how I saw myself. If you do not love yourself, then you are not available to love others. And how I saw myself was affecting my entire life. It was affecting my intimate life with my husband. It was affecting my willingness to go out into public and to go mm -hmm. do things with my girlfriends, like go to the pool. Mm -hmm. You know, who wants to go and put your, it's like a sausage casing is what we call a swimsuit. Oh it's just horrible. <laughs> who wants to do that? And when your friends are, you know, beautiful women that are size 10s and 12s and shoot, I even have some that are size zeros. Mm -hmm. And then you're standing next to them. It's like, well, if I sit down next to you, it's like a seesaw. You're going to catapult into the pool because I'm so large. <laughs> oh I mean, gosh, that's Mary, really you're killing me. It's horrible. And, and, you know, and so I can laugh about it. 
And, Mm -hmm. but laughter usually comes from some semblance of pain. And so I have, I have been that woman on the airplane where I apologize to the person next to me because I'm spilling over into their seat. I have been that woman that couldn't get around your cart in the grocery store. So I just waited. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have been her and what I want to tell her is that it's okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it took a long time to get there. There are reasons why you got there. For me, I'm an emotional overeater. I'm the adult child of an alcoholic. Therefore, I don't drink because that is associated with my father and his alcoholism. Mm -hmm. And it's taboo. I don't really go there. For me, my alcohol is food. Yeah. Same genetics and emotions exist within my body that exists within my father. I'm half him. So therefore, it's there. So I had to learn to recognize why I was overeating. What is the source of my shame and my pain? And I had to learn to ask God into that place because Mm -hmm. until I was able to heal that place, I was not able to stand in front of a mirror at, you know, five foot nine and 248 pounds and say, you look pretty darn good. Your body tells a story of grace and mercy. You Mm -hmm. have held children. You have created life within you with in cooperation with your husband and God. These mm-hmm. arms that look like Middle Eastern, you know, swimmer from the 1970s, <laughs> you know, those arms lifted your very disabled child for 22 years right. and carried her with strength and purpose. You know, mm-hmm. those legs that look like tree trunks, um, those moved furniture when your husband was on deployment in the middle of the Mediterranean serving our country and you couldn't sleep. So you moved your whole house around Well, you needed some strength to do that. And you had it. Right. Oh, that's yeah. Your body tells a story of your life and it's a beautiful story, um, but it's a story that you have to look at honestly and you have to say, what is the good? What is the negative? And when you get to the negative, that's where you begin the conversation with our Lord and the Holy Spirit. And you ask him to speak truth into all the lies the devil wants to tell you about your body. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and he does want to lie to you about it. He knows how vulnerable we are. And I, I really find this among myself and my sisters and my girlfriends, Mary, and you, you speak to it so clearly. This idea that our self-worth needs to be coming from God, from our relationship with God, from being built in his image, from being a beautiful creature in his eyes, one of his precious beloved daughters. And Yet that gets lost, doesn't it? I mean, so easily we get distracted and all of a sudden our self-worth is all caught up in the numbers on the scale or how we feel when we're going to the pool with our skinny girlfriend or whatever it is. And I I think you're so right that that's where it needs to begin. It's not about some diet. It's not about the latest, you know, fitness fad or whatever. Those things are great and they can be, you know, healthy tools for taking care of yourself. But ultimately that can't be where your focus is. Do you know what the most amazing thing about this, Danielle, to me is mm-hmm. my girlfriends who are a size four and a size six and mm-hmm. a size 10 feel the same way about their bodies that I did. Yeah, it's that's so, true. What's so amazing to me is that, you know, you think that this is a problem for women that might be overweight. No, this is a problem. It's a universal women problem. Right. It, it goes across all dress sizes because, as you said, it goes exactly to who we think we are. And if we deem our self-worth and our self-value from what culture says we should look like and sound like and be like, and not from who God created us to be in his likeness and in his image, then we get lost. Mm -hmm. And it's in that horrible darkness that we make bad choices. Right. And 
And that's my encouragement to women is that you can choose joy. You can choose to receive the love of our Lord right now, today, no matter your dress size, no matter your, um, however you feel about yourself in this moment, just say, Lord, show me how you see me. Mm -hmm. Show me how you love me because I, I don't know how that is. And that's all where it begins. It's this idea that I am awesome and beautiful and strong didn't come to me overnight. Right. It took time mm-hmm. and it took practice in changing my mental attitude. Um, whenever I would come to a roadblock and I would really want to dive in to whatever the food choice of that day was to handle whatever emotional overload I wasn't able to deal with well, I had to learn tricks and uh, it's almost like a mind game you play with yourself to kind of veer yourself away from making those choices and to come face forward to our Lord and say, I'm really struggling here, Lord. I'm really struggling. And that bag of Doritos over there is speaking to me like a love language, like I haven't heard (laughs) in a long time. And unless I hear your voice, I know what I know what's going to happen and then I'm going to feel guilty and horrible and my fingers are going to blow up and I won't be able to put my wedding ring on because of the sodium content (laughs) and it's just not going to end well and I need you. Mm -hmm. And so through my relationship with Christ, very slowly, very methodically, really reading of scripture, um, going to especially Psalm, um, I think it's 139. Um, where he talks about how we are knit together and wonderfully made. You know, he knows when we sit, when we stand. Reading that one and really, really concentrating on that for over the course of probably nine to ten months in a row and just really diving in, that began a change in my heart that helped me to understand that I am the daughter of a king and I am worthy of self-care. I am worthy of taking the time to walk, to exercise, to feed my body well, um, to celebrate when, you know, I am losing weight in a healthy way with the assistance of my physician, mm-hmm. um, to get my body to a place where I'm healthier. So therefore I have a longer period of time with my husband and my son here on this earth, because we only receive one body right. to serve him. We are his hands and feet. And so if we don't take care of this temple of the Holy spirit, then, you know, it's going to fail us and we're not going to be able to do the, to do the job that God has called us to do. And it took me nine months to a year, about four, four years ago now, to kind of walk that path and come to a place where, um, I know who I am and I know that, you know, I am not my dress size. Mm -hmm. I am not number on a scale. I am the daughter of a King and he has work for me to do. And I'm going to strengthen my body and my will and my mind and my heart so that I can do that for him. Wow. You know, I I love that you're, what you're describing is that kind of slow, steady, deep, work because it really is the antithesis to what our culture will tell us. Like, don't like your body size, do this cleanse for three days and drink these green drinks or whatever it is. 
um, you know, kind of like a, a quick fix. And so often that's what we're tempted to leap toward. But you are finding true healing and true self-worth through this slow work that you've been you've been on this path for, you said, nine months now. Uh, no, about four years ago, it took me nine months to a year. So I've been on it for four years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're not talking about initial, a quick fix. We're no, talking- not a quick fix at all. And that's the thing. I tried all the quick fixes I had lost, you know, I had been 150 pounds and 325 pounds and all the pounds in between. Mm-hmm. And I have done every cleanse. I have done every diet. I have done every elimination, this, add in that, protein powder, this, um, you know, drink all the liquid here, this. I mean, you name it, other than actually physically changing, like getting my stomach stapled or something like that, I have done it. Mm -hmm. Every kind of counseling, online group, go in person group, overeaters, anonymous, sugar bustard, weight watchers, you know, all of that. (laughs) I've done all the things I've been in personal counseling for it, all of the things. Right. And what it came down to for me and what I am finding for others as well, as I begin to talk more about it and, and, um, and people reach out to me is, Slow and steady wins the race. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Every aspect that you would, um, everything that you would put towards your life, your spiritual life, you would put towards your physical life. Mm-hmm. You know, we grow and change and shift slowly, methodically over time, unless there is a miracle granted by the Lord in that moment. Right. But otherwise, it's a slow and steady race. And it was all in my head. It truly is a mind game. And I'm not, I'm talking specifically about those of us that aren't dealing with um, anorexia, bulimia, or any kind of eating disorder. That's a completely different ball game. And that is a, a mental illness that needs physician care, psychological care. And that is not where, where I am. I'm speaking simply about someone who struggled with emotional overeating, Mm -hmm. um, and bad self-care really right. and put myself last on the list and then showed up to my, you know, 47th birthday and went, what is this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, I had just buried my daughter after 22 years of loving and caring for her day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And I woke up three months later, literally the first thing I remember was getting out of the shower and catching a glimpse of my body in the mirror. And I almost lost my mind because I hadn't looked, I hadn't paid attention. Yeah. And here I was 47 going, wow. Yeah. And I think some people, that's where they get stuck though. They might have that moment where they realize like, how did this happen? What's going on? Or this realization. And they get stuck there beating themselves up for being in that place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did that for a while. I mean, I think that's natural. It's a natural inclination as humans, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of look at it and it's so overwhelming to you. You're thinking it's never going to happen. So I might as well just have that cupcake and sit down mm-hmm. because it's just never going to happen. I mean, it took so long to get there. And do I have another 47 years on this planet to get out of there? I mean, right. I, you know, so that I think, it's smart to me. I stayed there for probably about a month mm-hmm. and I really struggled in that dark place. And I, but I had to, I had to wrestle with myself because I had to look at why I got there 
I had to look at points of shame in my past that led me to overeating and, and where those points were, because unless you could heal those points of shame and recognize them for what they are and give them over to the Lord, give forgiveness, receive forgiveness, then you're going to repeat the same patterns over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so that takes the deep, dark work. Everybody thinks that this is about a diet, that this is about eating the right amount of fats versus carbs. No, this is right. all about your heart. This is all about your soul. This is all about how you see yourself and how you need to move forward to do the work that God has for you to do. Because we all have a mission on this earth that only we can do. Nobody else can do what God is asking me to do. Right. And I only get one shot at it. Yes. And I lived for 22 years caring for my daughter who was doing what he was asking her to do. Mm-hmm. So I just think of her and I think she'd be so mad if her mother just sat down and ate a cupcake. She'd be like, did I not <laughs> show you how to do this, mama? Did I not show you how right. to get up, just meet every day and do your very best? And yes, you are going to fail and you are going to fall. And that, that scale is going to go up and it's going to go down. But you know what? If it goes up by five and goes down by five pounds, that is okay. Exactly. Up by 20, we need to sit down and take a look at what's going on. Where's the, where's, where's the emotional upset and how do you deal with that? Because Mm -hmm. that's where for me, all of this comes from. So true. And you know what I love? I love how all of this is applicable, not only to emotional overeating, but the ways in which we respond in unhealthy ways to any of our emotions that I was just thinking as you were describing, you know, having a bad day, and then the Doritos are calling to you. You know, I just recently, um, going through a process of growing in self awareness, found myself, you know, turning into the parking lot to pull into a favorite store where I love to shop, but I did not need a thing there. And in a moment thinking to myself, why am I going here? And it had everything to do with about stress that I was feeling about a relationship that, you know, is going in a bad way. And that's, you know, and so that's having that moment of self-awareness, like, why am I doing this? What am I looking for here? And is this the place where I'm meant to find that soothing and that comfort and that kind of, you know, little lift or whatever little joy that you're looking for? Is it inside of food? Is it inside of shopping? Is it even inside of your, you know, personal relationships? Sometimes we focus on those in unhealthy ways. I think all of this is applicable to women in all different ages and stages and phases of life. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you mentioned the shopping because that is something nobody ever talks about. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, if I had the bank account, that would probably, um, supersede food at this point. That would be <laughs> my go-to because I love fashion. I love great accessories. I love all of those things. Sure. And I can justify, you know, a $20 pair of earrings because I had a fight with my husband Yep. where I don't want to go and get the Big Mac because no, that's going to make me feel bad. Right. But I'm doing the same thing with shopping that you would with food. So you are absolutely correct in that any kind of, um, turmoil that we are experiencing in our life, that we need to go and get that emotional hit from something, from food, from uh, sex, from Mm -hmm. shopping, from exercise, from um, where we're going to seek consolation somewhere else other than at the foot of the cross. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's so important to remember that that. 
we're we're called to find balance in these things. It's not like these yep. are bad things. Like you never can buy the twenty dollar pair of earrings, or you can never have a, a bag of Doritos. You know, it's it's really about finding that place where. And I love how you described it. Just you know, at the foot of the cross and knowing your worth and your identity in God's eyes. And once that's in place, all the other stuff falls into place. And you can have some or not have some. You can do that thing or not do that thing. And it's all in proper perspective. Yeah, life is lived in moderation. My mom used to say that all the time, and it would drive me nuts. <laughs> but you know, our mothers moderation do doesn't being, sound right? very fun. <laughs> it doesn't. But you know, like the other night, uh, we had we were celebrating a, a friend's birthday, and you know, every the festivity we had a big barbecue and it was wonderful. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you know, there's all these sort of temptations and I'm, I'm trying to eat a certain way right now because it's, it's, I feel better. I feel stronger. I feel, um, I'm more energy for all the things that I need to accomplish these days. And, um, I just kind of had this conversation with the Lord as I was going through this beautiful buffet line. And literally what came to me was a scoop, a scoop, a scoop, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and you're good. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Right. And you join in the celebration and you have the cupcake and you toast them and it's wonderful. And then when you leave, you know, you're still drinking your water, you're still doing your healthy exercise, you're still doing what you need to do and you just enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful because there's no guilt. Right. It's just, this was a celebration. There is not a celebration five days, seven days a week in my life. So, (laughs) you know, if there were, we might have to look at that a little bit differently. But it was just so, I I, I was smiling as I'm going through the line. And my husband looked at me and he goes, yeah, the food does look good. And I just thought, no, honey, you have no idea what I'm (laughs) thinking. It does look good. But I felt such freedom. Mm -hmm. I felt such joy in that moment. Because I know I'm going to be challenged again. I know those thoughts are going to come. I know I'm going to see myself in the mirror. I know something's not going to look good. I'm not going to feel good. And it's all going to come crashing down in that moment. But I also know that God is God and he wins. He's already won that war. He's already won it. He's asking me to fight the battle and to bring it to him because he hung on that cross for me and for my overeating and for my shame and for my sin, and for all the negativity that I have in my life, he's already defeated it. And he's already done it. So he's just asking us simply, why are you carrying that? I already did that for you. Why don't you hand it to me? Why don't you bring it to me and let me love you? Let me show you who you are in my heart. Let me show you how I see you as a beautiful, strong, incredible woman of God who has to go out into the world and do this for me, love for me. And if you don't love yourself, then you do not have the capacity to love others. Mm -hmm. When you look at the mirror, you need to see the strength and not the size because there is strength in your body. There is strength in your spirit and there is strength in the story that your body tells because you've lived some life and you've been through some things. And God has given you those experiences to draw from to do the work that he needs you to do. I love that, Mary. I'm, and, you know, I'm getting goosebumps listening to you because I'm thinking about your life experience and what you and your husband and your son have been through together in raising your, your daughter with special needs and severely disabled who needed you 
really 24 seven for the 22 years of her life and the ways in which you surfed that way. And that now it's coming, it's coming back around and you're thinking about her in the next life, looking back at you and wanting to make the right choices for her, you know, taking care of yourself. And I think that's so beautiful and it does require a certain level of bravery and so much of what you share, whether it's online or through your writing is about that being brave you know, and I know you have a book that's coming out on this topic. Can you share with us a little bit about the book project and how it came to be and um, when we can get it? Well, it's so funny. I, I'm so humbled and honored. Um, Ave Maria Press will be publishing my very first book Yay. in April of 2019. And it's called Be Brave and the Scared. And it's it's really First and foremost, it's God's sense of humor because he's asking the dys dyslexic to write a book. <laughs> and so every teacher that ever had to work with me growing up, I mean, I can just hear them going, what are you doing? Really? You know, and then I hear their applause and it's just very, it's a very humbling moment for me. But the book is 12 chapters. It takes a look at different instances in my life. Um, our daughter, Courtney, is kind of an underlying storyline throughout the book because um, caring for her over the course of her lifetime really brought to the forefront a lot of struggle within myself, within my parenting and within my marriage. And so we talk about things like guilt and self-control and um, forgiveness um, the first six chapters pretty much take you into a descent to hell, to be perfectly honest with you mm -hmm. in bad choices and in lack of trust for the Lord, uh, through, like I said, um, myself, my parenting and my marriage. And then, um, chapter six, we begin this sort of redemption walk. Um, we had a, a beautiful experience taking my daughter to Lord's in the Jubilee year of 2000. And that was a turning point for our family. Mm -hmm. And, um, God just slowly but surely stayed with us, ever faithful, ever gracious, ever merciful. And we began to see his handprint in our life, his guidance in our life. And we follow it all the way through to uh, my daughter's death and then up to now. And so what God has done for me and for my family and for my marriage and, and how through it all, he showed us uh, through this beautiful child who never walked, never talked, never said a word, um, mm -hmm. that no words were necessary to know the love of God. Um, all that was necessary was to surrender and trust and have faith in his plan. And that sounds so, so simple. And yet it is the most challenging thing, most difficult thing we will ever, ever do is to surrender our lives to Christ so that we do as he bids and not as our own bidding. Wow. I, I love that. And, and I, I love that you were brave in the writing of this book because, you know, I was following along online as you were working on it and you had your moments where <laughs> I think the devil was after you. And um, oh, yes. yeah, he's he's not. Um, I have a, a plaque that sits in my office that says, be the woman uh, that when she, her feet hit the floor every morning, the devil says, oh, shoot, she's up. <laughs> That's who I, that's who I want to be. And so I know in being kind of that bold and brash and, um, big presence, I've always been, I've always felt like I was too much, you know, too loud, too talkative, too big, literally physically. Um, and yet God has worked through all of that because that's how he created me to be. Right. You know, he did not put the cupcakes in my hand, but he did give me a big and bold personality 
Um, and for many years, I was ashamed of that and tried to be someone different. And I came to understand that I need to be that woman because he created me to be that woman, to speak the truth with love and to be brave and the scared and to show people that death does not win. Um, life is survivable and you can find joy among the ashes. Wow. Well, I love that you have grown to embrace the woman God created you to be because it truly is a gift to all of us in all the ways that you share, all the ways that you are bravely yourself online and through your webinars and through your upcoming book, Mary. Everybody go to maryleneberg.com. You can get more information there. I'm also going to have a bunch of links in the show notes for this episode at ascensionpress.com where you can learn more about Mary, follow her on social media. Be sure you're first in line to pre order once that book becomes available. Mary, thank you so much for all the ways you share and all the generous ways you give to God and his people and his church. And thanks for taking the time to share with us here on Girlfriends today. It's an absolute honor and a joy, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. You too. I want to take a moment here to thank Ascension for partnering with me to bring you this podcast. At ascensionpress.com, you'll find all kinds of different resources for your own spiritual, personal growth, but also resources that will support you in your marriage, support your kids in their faith life, your family and your parish, all in learning more about your Catholic faith. Check it all out at ascensionpress.com. I also want to be sure to mention that I'm still booking speaking events for the fall and beyond. If you think that your parish or your women's group would like to have me come speak or might like to host my Your Worth It Retreat for Women, you can go to daniellebean.com and find all that you need. You can just click on the speaking tab or the retreat tab to get a form you can fill out to request more information at daniellebean.com. And speaking of making connections in real life, I mean... Well, okay. I mean, on Facebook, we have a Facebook group for the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm so excited about it. Many of you have been joining. We've got a number of members there already, and we're just getting started. So if you haven't already clicked over to join the conversation there at Facebook, go to the show notes at ascensionpress.com for this episode, or go to my, my Facebook page. I'm going to be posting the link also on Facebook and Twitter, and I'll share it on Instagram too, in case you're over there. But we're ha it's, what it is, for those of you who aren't familiar from last week, is a Facebook group that is made up just of people who listen to the Girlfriends podcast. And it's an opportunity for us to connect with each other in more regular ways and a way for you to connect with other people who are listening to the podcast. Really a great way to kind of make a step forward in truly building community here. I already believe that we're a community, that you are a community of listeners. I love that we pray and support and encourage each other, that you reach out to me and that you let me know the ways in which you're praying for other people that have shared what's going on in their lives through the podcast. But this is a way that you can do it more directly. Directly, maybe meet other people um, that you, you don't know already who might not live near you or who might live near you. It could be a way to connect and find other people who share your values, who also enjoy listening to girlfriends. You know, if you have that much in common, you're going to be great friends, right? <laughs> so check out the link. I'll have it in the show notes for this episode, which are going to be published at ascensionpress.com. Click on podcast and you'll find girlfriends there with all of the show notes and all the links that you need. So looking forward to connecting with you on Facebook. I also wanted to give you an update about my book, which is upcoming from Ascension. The title of the book is You Are Enough. The subtitle is What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth. So this book is going to be available for pre-order 
mid-September and then released October 15th. So I'm super excited. It's very close. And you're going to want to be listening here and looking for the links to do that pre-order because there's going to be a special freebie that's offered for those who pre-order the book. So I definitely want to be sharing that with you here at Girlfriends because you guys are special to me. And I'll be sharing some of the book's content here as well. But just as the beginning introduction to the book's content, um, I want to let you know that the book is based on women's stories in the Old Testament and what we can learn about God's unique love for women, but for you in particular, God's personal love for you, your personal worth, and then the special calling that he has for you, what we can learn about that from these amazing stories of women in the Old Testament. And I have to tell you, writing this book was a really great exercise for me because I I'm a New Testament girl. <laughs> I have trouble with some of these Old Testament stories. They are just weird sometimes. And um, it was a great, great way for me to kind of dive in and really look at these women in the Old Testament and the ways in which their stories are relevant to our stories today. It was a great experience for me. And I hope that has translated onto the pages of this, of this book in a way that's going to be helpful to you as well. So I'm praying for that as the book is getting finalized and we're preparing it for pre-order. So again, the pre-order for You Are Enough is going to begin mid-September. And then um, you want to pre-order so that you can get the free stuff. And then mid-October, you're going to get that book in your mailbox delivered to your home. And I'm going to be able to share with you more about that in the podcast here in the coming weeks. So be looking for that. You are enough. Hi, Danielle. It's Amanda here. I'm a very new listener as of yesterday. And what I thought I picked up the most recent episode was actually an episode from last year about finding time. I can't tell you how serendipitous it was for me to pick that up as the first episode to listen to because it has come very timely in my life as a wife and mom of three beautiful children. Thank you for sharing those four tidbits about finding time. And it's very helpful for me to know that I'm not the only one that struggles in finding time for myself so that I don't become the martyr mom that I feel like I am the poster child of in my life, in my season of life right now. Please continue doing great work on your podcast. And I can't wait to dig in more of all the other episodes I've missed. And um, thank you again. Thank you so much for that feedback, Amanda. You guys know I love voice feedback, so you're speaking my love language there, Amanda. And Amanda just recorded that on her phone and then emailed it to me. Super easy to do. So if you have feedback that you'd like to give for the Girlfriends podcast like Amanda did, go ahead and do that right on your phone. Also, you can send me good old-fashioned email, danielle at daniellebean.com. But thank you, Amanda, for reaching out, especially about being a new listener. I'm always encouraged to know that people are still discovering the podcast and enjoying enjoying even those old episodes that I recorded and forgot about so long ago. Sometimes I find myself struggling with things that we've talked about here on the podcast. And I think to myself, I need to go back and listen to myself. <laughs> I need to go back and take my own advice. So these are things that do come up time and again, and we all do struggle. And I think that's one of the things that 
I really appreciate most about sharing here together as a community at Girlfriends is that it's encouraging to know you're not alone in the things you struggle with. And there might, you know, the details might differ a little bit and the phases of your life might differ a little bit. But in the end, these are things that we're all struggling with and it makes the struggle a little bit easier, makes the load a little lighter to know that you're not alone in it. Because sometimes just feeling like you're the only one that's dealing with something can be a really lonely and discouraging thing. And there's nothing the devil wants more than for you to feel lonely and discouraged and isolated in your struggles. So that's what Girlfriends is here for. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your feedback, Amanda. And I wanted to mention as well, let me know what topics are helpful to you. Let me know what you're struggling with. Let me know what's going on in your life because nothing helps me to help you more than to know what you need, than to know what you're struggling with. Maybe it's the start of the school year. Maybe it's breaking into those new school year routines. Maybe it's making schooling decisions for your kids. I know, especially a lot of homeschool mamas reach out this time of year because they're trying to figure out what's best for their kids and make decisions and nothing is easy and nothing feels like the perfect solution and that kind of thing. So let me know what you're struggling with and what kinds of topics you'd like to see us take up in the coming weeks here at Girlfriends, because I want this podcast to serve you and your needs. And the best way that I can do that is first by knowing what your needs are. So thank you for all the ways that you've been reaching out. Thank you for connecting on social media. I want to give a shout out to my Instagram account, because that's the way that I've been connecting with a lot of people. I've been a little bit more focused on Instagram recently than other social media accounts. So if you're on there, definitely let's connect there. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram. I've been experimenting with sharing stories and I think I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about my book in the coming weeks through stories on Instagram. So I'm looking forward to experimenting with that media, but mostly I am just loving it as a way to connect with real life mamas and the stuff that's going on in their everyday lives. I love seeing other people's photos. I love sharing other people's stories. And uh, it's just really been a fun way for me to be connecting with other people in a way that feels truly personal. Sometimes, I mean, I still love Facebook and I'm still never going to leave Facebook, but it just sometimes feels a little bit more real and in the moment and personal. And um, I, I love I love that kind of intimacy that you can kind of build on Instagram. So hoping you'll connect with me there. Danielle Bean on Instagram. Okay, that's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for being here. It truly means a lot to me. I shared at the beginning of the show that I was feeling depleted, feeling a little discouraged, but you know what? At the end of this, after talking with you, I feel good. I do. I really, I love to connect with you guys here. And it really does give me encouragement and energy. And um, just knowing that you're there listening means the world to me. So thank you for being a part of our community here. Know that I pray for you each and every week. And your presence here is truly important to all of us. So thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in faith formation.